0: So I was worshipping, I was um, just reminded of, uh, oh, it was a while ago now, but um, the Lord showed me a vision of just standing um, like Abraham, with Abraham and as he was called out of the city that he knew into a country that he didn't know and that um, just to, I saw myself standing on the edge of the city and, and it was like there's a whole new world out there, there's a whole new space that you haven't been in God, And uh, just to be brave enough to step out, brave enough to um, take those steps to say, I'm going to go where maybe I haven't been before. And uh, we stand in that place all the time with God that he's always that he's unlimited. So there's always places that you haven't been with him. He's You don't just get to the end and um, go, oh, well, I know everything. He's unlimited and He's limitless. and um, So I just encourage you tonight, even if you feel like you might be stretched, your mind might be hurting, uh, I'm going to give a lot of scriptures tonight so you can listen. I've got the microphone tonight so the podcast will be a bit better. Um, You can listen again and go through, but I'm going to just share with you what the Lord's been sharing with me. I mentioned um, in the morning service that I wanted to talk about living um, above the light line and living in the spirit realm, and and just setting your mind on heavenly things, and being able to live in that space, because too often we get dragged down into living below that light line, and I'm going to share what I mean by that light line um, tonight. But um, I want to start at that beginning, because that's always a good place, and I'm a teacher, so uh, if you've got pens or papers, or you just want to listen, that's okay. But um, yeah, I'm going to give you some scriptures just to... You know, it's good to found and um, ground ourselves in the Word. And we're stepping into new places with God and heavenly places just to be able to ground ourselves in Him, have our foundations in Him, Jesus. And so I want to talk about living above the light line. And we're going to start right at the beginning with Adam. And uh, Adam was created. And uh, he was a living, speaking spirit, just like the Father, just like like God Himself. And uh, I'm going to borrow this seat we go and uh that man was given the same power to speak um, just like god spoke he said let there be light and there was light he let out his essence and um, there was light and he man was made full of faith he was made full of power he had the same authority to speak creative words just like the father compassionate words and to exercise dominion over all that was made that's how man was created um he was born of god's word and created in his exact likeness um when the angels looked at mankind and they looked at the father they you know they were looking at each they were looking very similar he says A man is made in my image in my in my likeness and um you know he was, mankind was love just as god is love that's why god says to walk in love man was light just as god is light Man was full of compassion just like the Father is full of compassion. Man was life just as God is life. The only difference between mankind and God was that God is sovereign and and independent and man is dependent on God. (laughs) Do you want to move the crying toy? (laughs) So we are meant to be dependent on God. And too often we try to do things independent of God. And uh, how's that it's working out for you <laughs> when you do that? And uh, God wants us to depend on him because he is our life. He is our light. He is our salvation. And we're not, we were created to depend on him. And uh, when God spoke the blessing over Adam and Eve... He fit, meant for him to increase and to have abundance in every way. He wanted them to spread, spread the blessing over all creation, over the planets. You know, that's why they sit in chaos, because we were supposed to spread the blessing. And I know I've shared that before. To perpetually renew and supply and keep full all creation. When God spoke those words, he endowed mankind. When he spoke the blessing, go forth and multiply and be fruitful and increase. He expected that there would be a fullness and that divine power was given to increase and everything good. God is good and his goodness is what we are meant to spread out. And I know I've shared that about the blessing and spreading the blessing. And, you know, the Garden of Eden, was, it, was, it, was, it was meant to spread out. And that was mankind's job. Now, Adam and Eve were not naked like if we you know stripped down and were standing here naked. They weren't naked like that. They were clothed with light. They were clothed with radiance. That's why they when they when the light went out in the inside of them, they felt ashamed because suddenly they didn't have this beautiful splendor of light all around them. Remember, God is light. And they were created in his essence. So they were clothed with the glory and fire and magnificent and all the colour. They were clothed with that. So they would have felt naked without that. And so, all of a sudden the light went out. The glory went out. They couldn't actually see their physical bodies because they were so clothed with light. And uh, they were encompassed with it totally. It didn't, they didn't need material clothing at all. Um, and they weren't exposed. But when the light went out, that's where they felt exposed. And they felt they felt naked. Now Adam spoke to creation, you know, God, the father gave Adam the job of speaking to all creation, of naming the animals and loving on them and tending the garden. And I know I've shared in other spirit schools about how I was in the heavenlies and uh, just um, being able to honour, you know, don't stomp through the world. You know, we stomp through the world sometimes and we're meant to honour creation, we're meant to bless it. You know, Millie Bennett, who, who um, sometimes hangs out with a company of burning hearts guys, she she um, she blesses the plants that grow, and and you know, there'll be one night they won't have any um, fruit on them, or tomato plants totally bare of anything, and the next morning they'll be all covered with tomatoes because she blesses. It's like she she generates and just lets out God's light and His love and His compassion because that's what we're created to do. When Adam and Eve. They were tending the garden. They are meant to just bless all of creation. So we're not meant to stomp through the world like we sometimes do and, and not appreciate creation. That's what we were designed to do. And sometimes you get a flicker of it, don't you? But the rest of the time, we're hurrying and scurrying all over the place and we miss, we miss God's plan for us that we're to bless all those things around you. Bless the people around you. Bless creation. Because it says, you know, that even the rocks will cry out and praise him. Yeah. Crazy thought, really. Yeah. Um, then we're meant to honor creation and it responds to us. When we honor creation, it responds. So if you're having trouble with your garden, go and bless it. Go and bless your plants. Because it, when you honor them, you know, the power that is within us is mighty. And it's like there's love and compassion there and it, and, it, and it does stuff. It's powerful to cause increase and fulfillment. Um, when the lights went out, when sin came in and the lights went out, you know, Adam and Eve, they were deceived and they, and they messed up and, they, and they, they were caused to doubt God. I always say it's good to doubt your doubts. When a doubt comes, then doubt that doubt. That's usually a good thing to do. When a maybe comes, then doubt the maybe. Because there's no maybes in God, there's yes and amen. Yeah? So when they sinned that fiery glory that had illuminated them and surrounded Adam and Eve, it suddenly departed. And that moment they saw their physical bodies and they realized they were naked. And it was that were just like, where's the light gone? Where's that, where's the glory? Where's the splendor? And distortion was suddenly created inside of them. And that's what came down through the generations. You know, the blessing in the hands of the devil became a curse. God didn't cause things to go wrong. It's just in the hands of evil, the blessing turns into a curse. And so even the very ground, even the molecules of the soil couldn't handle um, being around God's presence. You know, and you think about, um, there's a story in Exodus about Moses and he went up into the, to spend time with the father and he was like, Lord, show me your glory. And the whole mountain shook. And smoke ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Why was that? Because even the molecules of the soil couldn't handle the power and presence of God. Because that's God. Now I'm laying some foundation because I want to take you somewhere tonight. Okay, so stay with me. Moses was frustrated because God could only appear to him in a cloud, and uh, he wanted to see God. And imagine. Moses felt like that never seeing having seen God how Adam and Eve would have felt having seen God having seen his glory having seen his splendor and his power and his majesty walking with him in the garden communing with him face to face imagine how they would have felt when the lights went out when they knew there was a separation when they couldn't spend time in the realm of the spirit because when they when they were moving with God like that The realm of the spirit that had once been tangible and accessible to them, just as much as the physical world, suddenly had vanished and they found themselves stuck in the physical world. They were able to converge with heaven and earth. They were able to step into heavenly places and back in and out. It was just as real to them as the hand I see in front of me. And all of a sudden, they lost that. Now, I want you to think about that. That's what they had. Adam and Eve had that, where they were able to see in the Spirit. They are able to walk and talk with God. They are able to commune with angels. They saw them face to face. They knew them. All right? They knew. That's what Adam and Eve had. And when sin came in, the light went out, and the access to that was separation. They could not have that anymore. They could not go back and forth into heavenly places and experience the Spirit realm. They are stuck in the material, physical world. You can get excited in a minute. You know where I'm going, some of you. Yeah? what's the light line? Because they were stuck, trapped themselves in the darkness. They were under the light line. There was like, there's a line here and above is the spirit realm, above is the glory of God, above is splendor. And underneath they were stuck in the darkness, in the physical world. And they couldn't reach up above the light line where the supernatural stuff was happening. They were stuck underneath the light line. It's the line that separates the spiritual realm from the material realm. It exists between because the light of God released on the first day of creation functions on two different levels. You know, God let out his light and it functions like there's a level. And the higher level constitutes the world of the spirit and the lower and the slower level constitutes the physical world of matter. Now it's important to understand that in the heavenly spiritual realms, things go quicker, because it's His essence and His light, and we're stuck in the lower levels of light. Now it's another message about time and how that involves and um, Yeah, we'll we'll go there another night. Back because you know when there's a lot of people talking about God revealing and, and and giving knowledge about how time works, and Philip touched on it this morning about how time works but it affects anybody that knows anything about time and knows anything about light you start to think about that and start to think about that in the supernatural spiritual realms and you understand that we're in the slower level and sometimes the slower the sometimes the the spirit realm will come in and slow down for us so that we can see things but most of the time it's quick it's, it's faster than us because it constitutes the slower level, the slower level. The Bible says, at creation, God made both the seen and the unseen world. That's Colossians 1 verse 16. It says, for by him are all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, both visible and invisible. God created them all. So at creation, God created things that are invisible in the spirit realm and things that are visible. Yeah, Colossians 1 The invisible realm above the light line is where angels and other spirit beings live. Heaven is there, and all kinds of glorious things are there. Above the light line, spirit to spirit is firm and tangible. Just as in the natural realm, flesh to flesh, you can feel, you know, poke the person next to you. You can you, flesh to flesh, you can feel and see and touch. Where in the spirit realm Things are tangible, they are real, they can touch, the angels can touch one another, they can see each other, they aren't just floating little misty things. You know, we get some weird stuff that we think, you know, and, it's, and it, we've got to go back to the truth and go back to how God created. You know, they could commune, Adam and Eve communed with the angels, they hung out with them, they were there to help them. They were like, look, he just looks like the father. They were pretty amazed at Adam and Eve being created. And they were there to help them. You know, angels, their bodies have form and substance just as ours do, but they are made of spiritual rather than material substance. And occasionally on special assignments, they will, at, at the Lord's direction, they'll slow down and they'll make themselves visible to us. And, you know, and if you listen out or maybe you've experienced where well, you might have seen a flick of light or you might have sensed the angelic in the room or it's like you can hear, sometimes you can hear angels singing and it's like they make themselves visible to you. Our spirits are the same. They are not shapeless vapor. They have the same form that our natural bodies do. Our spirits fit into our bodies like a glove. And I've actually had a supernatural encounter where I died physically, and uh, and uh, um, I saw myself come up out of my body, and I was hovering around up here, and I could see all these people dressed in white, and I was and they were talking about me, and then I went zop back into my body so i get that that your your spirit fits into your body like a glove it's real this stuff is real and sometimes when you have an account i like that, you just you, you sit there trying to figure it out and uh but it's in the word and that helps you when the fall happened it was a p- terrible blow to adam and eve because the spirit realm, which was just as real to them as a the physical realm, was now cut off to them. The fire of God's glory that clothed them as a spiritual substance, that that was gone. The angels who'd gathered around to serve them were spiritual beings, yet they could not see or interact with them anymore. They could couldn't look at God and touch Him when He came to walk with them. They, you know, they hadn't been they'd been able to do that, and they couldn't do that anymore. They couldn't hear His voices clearly because they'd lost that ability to walk and move above the light line when they sinned spiritual death set in and they found themselves trapped underneath that line and you know what in the years that have followed since creation and since the fall people have come accustomed to living below the light line some people even believe that there is nothing more than what you can visibly see with your natural eyes But when you ask Jesus into your life and you are born again and your spirit is made new and that darkness is gone and the light turns back on, then we know that there is, you start to know, Jesus teaches you that there is more. And that's where you start to step out of underneath the light line, and you step into above the light line. You step into heavenly things. You step into being able to understand the spiritual realm. And sometimes it's just little steps. If you've just come to know Jesus, you're just taking the first little steps. Keep on going. It gets better. Yeah? It's limitless. God is so big. You think you've got him figured out and then he'll just blow your mind again. Yeah? I've known him for most of my life and he's blowing my mind. He's just like, what? (laughs) So... um, we know that there is a supernatural realm; we know that there is a life above that line i mean we 're not just what we see what we can touch, what we can smell or taste or feel. there is more to our being than that because we when we came to Jesus we are made new creations and as we can have contact with the heavenly realm we 're recreated that 's why the Bible says in 2 corinthians five seventeen you are made new creations in him therefore, if anyone now listen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ, when you get your Bible and you see in Christ anywhere, underline it, because you're in him, and he's in you. He's the door, you step in, he's in you, you're an ass, you can go in and out of him and find pasture you can find green places in him things to feed your soul things to blow your mind <laughs> things to just bless you you're in him so therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new we're just as Jesus we're in him as he is so we are in the world that's 1st John 4:17 as he is so we are in the world as he is where is Jesus? And he's in heaven and he's in us. And what can Jesus do? Everything. Nothing is impossible for him. I'll try and not jump around when I get into this. Colossians 1, 17 says, And he is before all things, and in him all things exist. In him. In the New Testament, Jesus, when he died and rose from the dead, he went into the grave He he broke the curse. He broke that hold where we could not step above the light line. He dealt with the curse and he he grabbed hold of the blessing again. He grabbed hold of the keys to, to life and he said, I'm restoring dominion and authority and ability for mankind to live above the light line again. We're not trapped underneath the light line in just the physical reality of what we can see or touch or smell or hear. We have ability and access to heavenly places. Where he is, we can also go. It's in the word, First John four seventeen. As he is, so we are in the world. You can go where he goes. You can do what he does. You can be wherever he is. Nothing is impossible with you. You are unlimited. It says that in Ephesians three twenty it says that you can do a measure he will do immeasurably more than you can think or ask or dream or possibly imagine. So dream bigger, imagine more, say, God, stretch me, grow me, show me, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus had a body with the glory flowing through his his being, a body that was both spiritual and material and that operated equally well on both sides of the light line. Jesus could move at will from the spirit realm to the natural realm. He could appear on earth as he did to the disciples, seemingly out of thin air. And he could vanish as quickly as he came. But he was no ghost. Luke 2, 24, 39 says, Behold my hands and my feet. That it is I myself. Handle me and see for I, a spirit does not have flesh and bones and you see that I do. Are you getting this? You seeing where I'm heading? You see we are trans-dimensional beings. I want to say that again. You are trans-dimensional beings. Adam was created, created that way. He could travel. Adam and Eve, mankind, they had the DNA in them that they could travel between earth and heaven between physical reality and spiritual reality, that we are able to, the realms of the spirit and the realms of the physical, we can go back and forth, in and out. Why? Because we're in him. We're trans-dimensional beings. We're to walk in the light as he is in the light. 1 John 1, 7. We're to walk in the light as he is in the light. Man originated from the light. We're made in that pattern and that blueprint. When we're born again, that gets reinstated to you. We're made in the pattern of Jesus. You know, the Bible actually calls us gates and doors. Psalm 24 verse 7 says, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Why do you think God calls us that? It's so we can step in and out of spiritual realms to physical, your gates and your doors. You're more than you think. Yeah? Yeah. The Garden of the Eden was just a convergence point between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. And it was meant to be like that. No, it was God's garden. The Lord said to me recently, and I'm nearly finished because I know it's getting late. The Lord said to me recently, where your spirit goes, your flesh, your body can go also. I've been pondering on that. I was running and I was like, what? You know it? But then he kind of messes with your head a bit, where your spirit goes. Because you walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. Where he is, we are also. We're in Christ. It says you're seated in heavenly places. There's so many scriptures. When you take your little church blinkers off and start to see what God has actually been trying to get across, that he reinstated the ability to be in the heavenly realms when he died on the cross. He broke the curse and he said, you can be what I am. And we like to spiritualize that. Take your blinkers off and have a look for yourself. Where he is, we can be also. Where your spirit goes, your body can go also. Come up. Jesus said we would do greater things than he did. John 14 verse 12. What did Jesus do? He would walk through walls. He would appear. They were trying to grab him to stone him. They weren't happy with what he was saying. And he passed through the midst of them. Come on now. He said, You will do greater things than this. Pass through any walls? Disappeared? Been them all in one place at once? It's happening, guys. There's people already doing this. Yeah? Jesus came to remind us who we are and what we are. Our genetic lineage isn't from Adam, it's from Jesus. When you come and ask Jesus into your life, He gives you a new spirit. You are a new creation in him. You're no longer bound by just what the world throws at you. And the life of God is just not that we, you know, he's there for us and he blesses us and they're awesome. But there's so much more in God. He wants us to experience the fullness of who he is and who we are in him. He said, put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. That's a Colossians 3.10. Sometimes we get emotionally entangled with just how the world thinks. You know, like you're in the presence of God, you're worshipping, you can feel, and then a worry comes in or a thought comes in and it pulls you out, doesn't it? We've got to disentangle ourselves with the worry and stress and just go, set your mind on heavenly things where I am seated. I wanted to share with you, just as I finish, um, Millie Bennett, and she was at a conference with Justin And uh, I know I've shared, but I want you to listen because there is so much more. And where your spirit goes, where your focus is, where your honor is, the Lord actually says we can go too. And sometimes you can feel that, where you can feel pulled. And I've talked about Teresa of Avila, who was a, a nun way, way back, and how she would say she felt like she was there was a giant magnet and she was like pieces of iron and she was being pulled up. There was ecstasies in him and she would float off the ground, you know. But I want you to listen to Millie because this is going to stretch her. But that's okay. Stretch your spirit. Say, Lord, show me. Because this is what God wants us to live above the light line and focus on him and enjoy him. All right, thanks. it has got a thing, yep.
1: Thank you for wanting to talk to us. So the first time you, I guess, that you knew you were going invisible was when you were washing out, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about three and a half years ago, and I'd just been practicing being caught up into his presence, just the desire that had been kind of formed in my heart from just falling in love with him. Presence and the person of who the Lord is. And so I just get used to standing and just, you know, engaging with Him whilst I was doing everyday activities and tasks. And yeah, one particular evening I was was overseeing my mum and was just doing some washing up. She's talking to me, and I started to tune out a little bit as she's talking and just become (laughs) beyond to be a bit more captivated by what I was seeing in the realms of my daddy. And Suddenly I noticed that my mum's voice had gone really high-pitched. It kind of sounded a bit muffled, but she sounded like she was in distress. So I started to turn my attention back towards this reality. And she was just screaming, where's half of you gone? Half of you's gone. Where's half of you gone? And I thought, I don't know what she's talking about. And just um, Half of me had gone completely, disappeared, and the other half was just translucent, like she could see through me. And yeah, just that week, the Lord had been teaching me about superseding the natural laws to live according to the laws of His Spirit. Which I didn't really, I wasn't very good at science and stuff at school, so it was really stuff that the Lord was starting to teach me. <laughs> Another time I got so caught up into His love, I was actually at work, I was working full time then. And I got drawn into one of the particular courts in heaven and was just learning how things were happening there. But I realized that most of my attention was there and it wasn't here and I kind of just checked myself and thought, no, I'm at work, I need to just (laughs) focus. (laughs) So usually if I find that I'm that far in, I just do something in the natural to kind of bring my awareness a bit more back. So I went for a little stroll down to my colleague's office. And yeah, when I walked in there, a guy in his 50s, he just shrieked and jumped backwards off his chair. And Started screaming out "ghost," and um, I just thought, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it, yeah, then like my clothes were more visible, but the rest of me had completely gone. And so I just said, "I'm so sorry, <laughs> 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 I'm dreadfully sorry." <laughs> it happened last week actually. I was on Facetime to some friends and. Um, just as I was beginning to just discuss something that I've just seen the, the Lord doing in someone's life. And again, I just started to engage in that place, but I'm not really aware that it's happening a lot of the time because I find I'm kind of flickering in and out most of the time, just enjoying being with him. So yeah, last week it happened just as I was on FaceTime and my friends started to freak out. And they said, what's that light shining? It's like there's this light shining like from behind you. And, why are you pixelating? But I was still talking to them, so they could still hear me. Um, and I had all the blinds down in the cabin. I didn't even have the lights on in there, so... a Couple of days later, I was uh, driving, just taking my car to the, to the garage to get some work done on it. And as I was driving down one of the twisty English country lanes, um, this huge truck came you know, flying towards me around the corner. Just completely filling up both sides of the road. And yeah, there wasn't anywhere for me to go, but just a few minutes before that I just said, Lord, I hide myself in you. I hide myself in you today. You are my habitation. I live in you, through you, from you. You are my supply. You are my full supply, Lord. And just as I turned the corner I saw the truck and my heart didn't skip a beat, but the truck just passed through my car. And the Lord showed me that there was people behind me in a car that had actually caused me to be driving down there at that time, because it was actually caused the truck to break enough to miss the other cars behind me. So, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but it's just a real privilege when the Lord <laughs> does stuff with you and then starts to teach you backwards from that point, so... But, Yeah, it's all just flowed from that place of just desiring him and of just living out of that place and reality of his heart and just desiring to know him and the fullness of his presence each and every day whilst I'm there but living here. Is that right, Justine?
0: There you go. Stretch. Stretching. You know, because the Lord just wants us to know him. And uh, that we don't have to feel separate from him that he wants us to know. So that we may know about the spirit realm and do what we're here to do, which is to spread his blessing, to spread his glory. And for us to undo that and to understand it, we've got to step above the light line more. And not be afraid. You know, it, it's, it's been happening through history for a long time. There's, You know, the statues that talk about the jet skiing monks? They they called it um, miraculous transportation, where they would ski on their on, in their habits across the lakes to get to where they needed to be going. You know, it's it's not new stuff. You know, there's, there's stories of the monks and they would hide themselves because they wanted to spend time with Jesus, and the head father would be calling them out to do some menial job, and they're like, "I'm just hiding myself anew," and they would go invisible <laughs> and things. You know, it's not new stuff. You know, it's uh, it's like it's just it got lost got lost and God is just converging heaven and earth again and saying hey come up come up and you know and it starts with us just enjoying his presence like we did tonight and when you feel that pull not to pull back but to just fall into him you know sometimes that hard and I do it myself i go, "Whoa, it's a bit scary because you can feel that pull and you pull back I encourage you just to fall into him Starting to do that, it's fallen to him because he wants to show us, and, you know. And if any of you disappear, I'll just say it's all right, they'll be back, all right, <laughs> because it's it's not new if Jesus did it. And you know, you think, Well, is it okay to float up? And you know, is it new agey? And the, the, new, the new age and stuff is stolen what is ours? Yeah. you know, this is this is stuff that we. It's in the Bible. It's Jesus did it. You know, how did he go up to heaven? He appeared to his disciples and he went up through the clouds. It's actually in Scripture in Isaiah 60, I think it is, it talks about who are those that ride on the clouds. Open your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Say, Lord, I want to see. I want to hear. Show me what it is that you have for me. And just take the steps. Just open your heart. He says that, you know, if you ask him for something, he's not going to give you something else. He asks for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. So ask and say, Lord, I want to see more. I want to experience you. I want to have that fire and that glory because Jesus died to reinstate and to give back to us all that Adam and Eve had stolen from them. If they were able to live and walk and step through back and forth above the light line and, and commune with angels and walk with the Lord, And that is our our right. That is our privilege as sons and daughters of the king. And for too long, we've just said, well, this is enough. And for too long, we've said death is the doorway to those places. Death is not the doorway to to be able to experience heaven. We've made that. Death is not the doorway to be able to go in him, to come up in him. That's tradition has done that. That's lack of knowing what the word has taught. He quickens our mortal body. You know, people might say, well, you're, you're, you know, you're, um, you, have got, you live in a fallen world and you've got a fallen body. Well, why do you think God said you're a new creation? And even in Romans eight eleven, it says, But the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. John 17, 16 says they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Colossians 1, 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. There's scripture after scripture that talk about that you can experience this now. I haven't got time tonight to go through them, but if I want my notes, I can send them to you. You know, for you died and your life is hidden in Christ. In God when Christ who is our life appears then you also appear with him in glory. when you understand and know who you are then you, it's like God appears you know when you push in he's going to reveal himself to you and it's not just when we get to heaven and we're you know dead and gone he wants to reveal that to us now because when he reveals it to us then you'll see his glory. Take the blinkers off say God I just want to see. God, I want to hear. I want to experience all you have for me now because that is what Jesus died to give us. And the devil, he's hoodwinked us. He's stolen again from us. This is our our salvation right that we would receive all that we were created to have. So take it back. Say, God, I want to go. I want to be where you are, Jesus. I want to experience all that you created me to be. There's so much more. We're just on the tip of the iceberg. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, we just want to thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you, angels, for being with us. Lord, I pray that your fire would just burn on us, that you would clothe us with your glory and your light, Lord, that you would encourage us, that we would be seekers, that we would be hungry after you. Lord, you say that you would um, just, you love the hungry, and uh, that you would... You bless those who diligently seek you, Lord. So Lord, we seek after you. We step into those places. We step into you, Lord. Thank you that we are doors and we are gates. Mm, help us just to know who we are in you, Lord. Mm, let us not be distracted with the cares of the world that so easily just pull us back. And set our mind on heavenly things where we are seated with you already is live above the light line. Lord, I pray every need met in this place, I pray your touch upon every person, Lord, that this week you will show yourself, that you would reveal yourself and we would experience your glory. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.